Hey guys, I'm Katie. And I'm Alexis, and this is the Check Your Aesthetic podcast. Hello. Hello. Happy Thursday. It's there's a one out of seventh chance that they're listening to this on Thursday, but happy Thursday. Yeah, we're recording this on a Thursday. Um, you guys, we're recording this actually really close to when it uploads because we're again, we're like really behind. Um, <laughs> but like we don't really want to talk about that. Um, but Easter, <laughs> Easter is happening this weekend, and I'm just like the holiday like lover side of the podcast. Always. Like that's just who I am. Like we already know I went off about like St. Patrick's Day. Um, but I want to know your opinions on Easter. Now, just as a disclaimer, we're not talking about the religious side. We're just talking about like the Obviously, Easter is a religious holiday. I'm not talking about uh, unload your religious opinions on the podcast, but I'm just saying, like, do you like Easter? Is it not your favorite holiday? Is it your favorite? Like, I want to know the vibes. Um, well, okay. So Easter, I like Easter. I'm very much a spring girly. Yeah. Um, my birth, my birthday's in April. Your so birthday's coming loved- up so soon. You're about to be 25. No, 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 not. Lies. <laughs> I'm actually 20. <laughs> I'm... I'm like 16. Did you know that? <laughs> I just learned how to drive. <laughs> um, I like just got my learner's permit. Um, so my grandma died <laughs> the day before Easter. And then last year, my stepdad's dad died the day before Easter as well. Um, so our family just kind of doesn't do Easter anymore, but Austin's family does. So that's oh, okay. been nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but the funny thing actually is that my sister-in-law forgot what, well, you know how Easter like comes on different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she booked a trip to Florida with my nephews uh, this weekend, not she knowing that it was Easter Fair and enough. it's without, it's without my brother-in-law. So Literally, we're doing Easter with just Austin, myself, Austin's parents, and Austin's brother. Dude, a bird so just like, landed right outside right. my window. A bird just landed like on my window. That was crazy. Um, which speaking wow. of birds, what I just an, love... what an interesting thing for a podcast. Keep Honestly, going. um, I just love <laughs> the vibes of Easter, like regardless yeah. of like the, uh, you know, of the multiple deaths the in meeting. your family. So sorry about those. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Easter is such a fun holiday. Um, my, yeah, uh, the Easter bunny still comes to me and I think the Easter bunny might come visit me for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> the Easter bunny loves me and he doesn't care how old I am. So, mm-hmm. um, I just, I, I've been really into spring this year. Like I've always loved spring, but I've been really, really into it this year. Just like, mm-hmm. it's just so nice after the winter to have like things be green again and in Louisiana everything gets like crazy green like it's very green already but like things get really 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 green it's like a stark Mm -hmm. difference even though we don't get that cold but it's just so nice to have I think I'm realizing the reason why well spring is also my birthday but I think that that might have a reason like or like an impact on why I like spring so much is that the winters are so long in Vermont that finally when it comes I'm like yes I feel the same way about fall like spring and fall are definitely my like favorite Mm. seasons because you're getting like a break from like the either the Mm -hmm. horrible heat and you're finally getting into like the cozier months right or you're getting 
out of the like cold in the warm yeah no that makes like the warm like the transition months are very fun but it's about to it's getting up there in louisiana like we've um we've had a couple like 90 degree days recently so it's cooler after we just had like a bunch of rain but alexis when you come visit in june it's gonna be like i was just gonna say no i was gonna say i'm i'm predicting that there's gonna be a cold front and that (laughs) i don't think that's ever happened i mean a cold front would mean like 90 instead of 100 so Uh, you know what it'll be good it'll be good experience for me i yeah literally yesterday it was like 55 and i opened like all the windows and because that was like so warm and then uh my like my smarter coworkers, we were having a meeting and they're like oh why do you like you have the windows open like what temperature is it it's like 55 they're like that's when I turn the heat on like yeah. we are not the same we do not yeah the same well way. we I'm trying to figure out what it actually is today let me look at the weather today and we're in a cold front right now so it's the high is oh is it gonna load is it gonna load the high is 60 no 79 today oh my god um, it's 67 outside right now what the hell and then we have like yeah we're not getting below 80 um starting now I think so anyway but uh another thing I finished my semester or I'm finishing my semester this week I have like one final left that I have to like finish it's like a video that I have to finish editing um Mm -hmm. but yeah so second I can't believe I've only been in grad school for two semesters in the time that I do two semesters you do four so it like feels like mine are even longer (laughs) because you're doing it yeah quarters but I also um, started in the summer yeah so you started one semester Earlier. earlier than me and then I'm gonna finish a year after you yeah I'll be finishing August 25th will be the day of yeah. my last class so I um crazy. I just signed up for classes for summer um and I'm taking like I'm just working all like I'm doing school all through until I'm done like I don't see a reason yeah, to yeah. stop during the summer if I'm working totally. anyway like it just doesn't really make a mm-hmm. difference um yeah and I'm not going in person so I'm doing that. And then I'll have a fall semester next year and then the spring semester next year. And then I'll finally be done, which I know that it's like not a big deal. Like it's not really like changing anything, but I am ready to be done. Oh, I so feel the same. Like, I mean, for me, I'm like full-time, I'm full-time school and I'm actually right now I am literally one and a half times full-time. Yeah. Um, I'm about to be full-time this summer, full-time school. Yeah. um, Because I, it's, have been doing two classes and then now I'm going to be doing three. Right. Um, it's, it's a lot, but I'm just, it's so weird to me that in, what is it? Four months and 11 days, I will be done. That's insane to me. What's weird to me that like, even like differently from you is that I've like been in school straight since like yeah. You know, like I've been in school since kindergarten. I've never not been in school. Yeah. Right. Other than summers. <laughs> so whenever I'm done. And when I'm you gonna, are four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> other than summer. I mean, uh, so when I'm done, I'm good. It's going to be like, I'm completely done with school. Cause I'm not going back after mm-hmm. grad school. Like there's no reason for mm-hmm. me to get like a PhD or anything. Um, mm-hmm. but if you're, I do feel like we talk about grad school a lot, but we don't necessarily talk about like the choices that led us to that. Um, but I'm, for a little context, today's episode is actually about one of my grad school classes. So that's kind of why we're like yeah. talking about grad school. Um, but I took this past semester on personal branding. So keep listening. It's really, it's going to be a good episode. But um, for me, like, obviously you don't have to have a graduate degree to be a social media manager, 
you can mm-hmm. get a job without one. Like there are certain jobs that you can't get without a grad degree. So like you like, right. being like, I'm pretty sure to be like a social worker, you have to have a grad degree or like obviously yes, to go right. into like medicine, you have to have like an, uh, an advanced degree or to right. I dietitian like, or whatever. Yeah, or like speech pathology. You have to have an advanced degree, yep. like things like that. Um, but I just personally, um, as much as it sucks, there is just like an automatic pay raise that grad school right. gives you, which is nice. But also, um, I was a little skeptical about grad school, but it is really nice to just get practice. Mm-hmm. And it's almost just like, and my program is really, really like project-based. So it's almost just like I'm doing work and then getting feedback on it. So mm. it feels very much like a part of my job. Like my school assignments feel similar to the things that I do for work. Um, yeah. They're just like practice versions. And then like I learn new skills and like things that I can add to my resume, but then I'm getting like feedback on my stuff. So it's very yeah. much beneficial, even if I'm not learning like this revolutionary new information that I never knew, it's still right. really beneficial to get that feedback from like the Yeah, I would totally agree with that. I think that, I think that the difference for me, at least I'm not saying that this is like a, you know, across the board type of thing, but for me, I would say that in undergrad, I was more so learning like theories and Mm -hmm. history and stuff. And in grad school, almost all of it it has been like, I don't have really like, I, I don't think I've ever had a test in grad school. Yeah. And um, I know like, I, obviously different programs are different, like depending on what you're studying, but in right, like the totally. field, like the, the general, and, yeah. Like yeah, creative. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the general, I think generally it's business. Um, like the yeah, general business totally. field, like you're not going to have in most programs, you're not going to be like having tests, but like my friend who's in school to be a CPA in grad school to be a CPA, she has tests constantly, but right. I just really love that about my school. And that's something to consider when you're looking into a school is like, how do they teach? Like, are you going to be doing right. projects? Are, and when you're going online, you're probably not going to have that many tests because it's so right. easy to cheat. Like, yeah, I have, are we- smart. I have, I have weekly quizzes. This is the first quarter that I, um, have quizzes in both my classes every single week, but it's like really just to see the, that you have the reading. Um, but helpful tip. Um, if you get the ebook, then you can just search terms. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is an it is an open book quiz. So Your professors are listening like cheating. <laughs> they're like <laughs> minus minus yeah. 100. <laughs> yeah, but um that's definitely something that I looked into when I chose my program. And I think like if you're listening to this, thinking about like going to grad school, I know we have a lot of people who are around our age that listen or younger than mm-hmm. us. Um, Mm -hmm. I think definitely like, don't just go because you feel like you have to like, definitely like Alexis, like waited until she really found the right program and it was really beneficial for her. But for me, I knew exactly what I wanted to do and was able to get into the program. There were some programs that I did not have the qualifications for. I applied for one program that said you needed five years of experience to get into grad school. To me, I would, I could talk for 45 minutes about how stupid I think that is, but that's not what this (laughs) podcast is about. Um, I just think having like, uh, experience requirements for education is really, really dumb because you need education to get experience. So that doesn't really make right. sense to me. Right. I, I would also say, I would also say that on the opposite sense, if you feel like you have to go to grad school right out of college, but you don't know what program you want to do, or if you don't know, like, you don't know what school you want to go to, you don't know what you want to do in general. I don't think I think in the past, I thought like, okay, 
you do this, you do that, you do that. And yeah, totally. I think that giving yourself the space to, and the time to kind of like figure things out. Also, you do not need to go to grad school. If mm-hmm. you, if you go get through your undergrad and you're like, wow, I always thought that I was going to go to grad school. And then you get through it and you're like, I feel pretty prepared. And you get into the workforce and you're like, you know what? I got this. Like, I really don't think I need to spend the time and the money on that. Then that is so valid. Like you do not need to go to grad school, but it's a very personal um, like decision based on like your, like your wants and needs out of like, yeah. And in your experience and And some people just hate school. Like some people literally like just hate school and don't want to go to like either college or grad school. Like it, whatever works for you works for you. I just have always been a school girly. Um, and so I'm very glad I went to my program, but yeah, definitely. Um, but should we, I guess we should, should we get into the actual episode? Yeah, go for it. I'm very excited. I want to like take notes. <laughs> yeah. So this is, um, if you listen to the episode when Alexis talked about her class, um, it's, I think it's called something like how to build a brand from business, the ground up or something business. Matters. Yeah. Something like that. Um, it's, I'm just going to be talking about a class that I took basically and kind of giving you guys all of the skills that I got from that class. And we've gotten some feedback that people like this kind of episode. Um, so if you do let us know, I, I'll still be in grad school for a whole nother year taking like nine more classes. And then Alexis yeah. obviously has this semester um, or this and next this, this semester quarter and, and, next, yeah, and yeah. next quarter. Um, so let us know. But this class that I took is about branding using social media. And we talked about personal branding and corporate branding. Um, so I guess to kind of start off to give you guys like a rundown of what um, personal branding is, that's kind of where our semester started. And personal branding is something that's confusing to a lot of people and was confusing to me before I took this class. And I think it has a mm-hmm. lot of definitions, but in the terms of this class, it kind of walks the line right between like brand, like a uh, career experience and like being an influencer. So with mm-hmm. the skills that I learned in this class, you could take it either way. People took it either way. So right. for me, the personal brand that I created or the way that I use these assignments was about my social media, like freelance that I'm, like that I'm starting to do. So if you guys don't know, um, when you're listening to this, it will be one week from when I officially start accepting clients as a social media manager. Um, I obviously have been doing this for a while, but I'm starting to freelance and accept my own clients. And the idea, Mm -hmm. um, would be to like, get like the idea is to have them locally in Baton Rouge. But, um, if you're listening to this and you need a social media manager, you don't have to be based locally. Just, um, right. Head to my website, which is katiecreativecompany.com for like more info on that, but, um, I'll be posting on socials too and stuff. So super exciting, but that's what I used all of these assignments for, but there's mm-hmm. people in my class who wanted to be like health coaches or wanted to be like, um, you know, travel guides for their local area. So like they have pages Mm. surrounding like, you know, like being like a local influencer, basically. Um, there's people who made like their personal brand about like, they love reading. So then they made like a, a book, you know, centered personal brand. So it can really be Mm -hmm. anything. Yeah. It can be influencer or it could be like creating a personal brand as a, um, you know, a creative director and you're like, it's a, Right, or like a mental health like expert or something like that yeah exactly so um it's all always gonna benefit you professionally especially and now all of this is like my 
my master's is in mass comm. So we're thinking about a communications field and what's going to benefit you in a communications field. And I think most of the people listening are in some flavor of that kind of field, or you have some right. interest in branding yourself, um, <coughs> right. like being a person online. But, um, for anybody in a communications field, it's always going to look impressive for you to have somewhere where you can showcase your skills. So whether those are yeah. skills on social media, whether that's skills on like writing, whether that's skills on a portfolio video, editing. Yeah. Whether that's like just however that is, it's always going to be beneficial to have the chance to show like what you know and what you're capable of before you actually have a job or clients or previous employers to advocate for you. So building a personal brand just gives you a place to position yourself as like a thought leader in an industry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that you look attractive to potential like people to hire you. And when you think about it, say that you have a personal brand about cooking, but you want to be a social media manager. It would look really nice to eat smarter, even though you're not like talking about like, I'm so good at social media and your personal brand, you're showing that you know how to cook, you know how to grow a social yep. media page, you know, and it's not just for social media managers. Um, so really everybody, I feel like it has a lot to do with like first impressions. Like exactly. what, what do you want someone to like, think of what do you want? How mm-hmm. do you want to be like perceived? Yeah. You know? And in today's like day and age, I hate that. <laughs> um, but like in today's <laughs> day and age, if you aren't online and you apply for a job, it's going to look a little sketchy. Like, right. especially if it's a job in the media or like communications industry, it's just going to look not as attractive as somebody who does have a personal brand. Like I'm a good example of this. I think that my Katie creative code social media has is a great place to be like, okay, well look what I did. Even if you don't 100%. have clients yet, you know? Yep. And of course you're probably sitting here thinking like, well, yeah, social media, whatever. But think about, say that your personal brand is about cooking and you, you know, write a blog about like new recipes that shows people that you can write, that you can stay on brand. You know how to create a consistent brand, even though it's just like basically seeing yourself as like a client essentially. Totally. Um, or seeing yourself as a business. I mean, even like Katie and I've talked about it personally. I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast, but the podcast is like part of our personal branding and Mm -hmm. yes, it is its own thing, but also that adds to our personal brand. If Katie was to go and get, you know, a, a new social media job. Or if I, when I literally, when I start applying to jobs after grad school, the podcast is a huge thing. Yeah. It's public speaking skills. To, it's um, yeah. being able to communicate with people. It's being able to do like guest outreach, which could then transfer into influencer outreach in a job. If you had to yeah. do that, like it's so many transferable skills. So all of this stuff is just a way to showcase that. But the most important thing when you're starting off is to niche down. Cause obviously everybody is a complicated person. You're not going to be able to put your entire personality into a page. That's just or mm-hmm. social media or a website or a blog or whatever. It's just not going to work. So, um, we talked about this at the beginning of my class and everyone was freaking out being like, what am I going to do? Even me, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. I didn't know I wanted to do like kind of build my social media freelance presence yet. I was like, okay, like, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to do fashion? Am I going to do like coffee? coffee? Am I going to do like, (laughs) I have a dog. Like, am I just, I'm 20 something. Like, am I going to do that? Like I'm a podcaster. Um, But something that my professor said that I think is really useful is like, think about what people come to you for, like what your friends know Mm. you for. So like, oh, Mm, I always go to Alexis if I want to know, like if a graphic looks good because she's good at, like she has that eye or like, oh, I always go to 
um, Kate to see it, like to help me pick out an outfit because she's got a really mm-hmm. good fashion sense or like whoever, you know, this is a fake name. No, this is not a fake name. Trisha's hair is always really cute. Um, like, mm-hmm. let me ask her what I should do for my hair for this event. So thinking mm-hmm. of those kinds of things and then using that as a jumping off point, obviously you don't have to like tally up how many times people have asked you like advice <laughs> on something and then right. they'll be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Um, but like for me, if it has to do with social media, yep. always me, you know? Yep. Um, so that is kind of like where I kind of you could also you could also kind of like think of it if someone was like describing you and Mm -hmm. like you know maybe descriptive words or um for me I was thinking like if one of my friends not really you because I feel like you and I are too similar in that niche that we you wouldn't describe me this way but well I guess you would but random people that like aren't in socials they'd still they describe me as organized Mm -hmm. productive like that is almost how I got to where my page is like now going instead of like illustrations of makeup you know exactly yeah so it's like what you're good at and what you want to be known for and it doesn't Mm -hmm. have it like doesn't not have to have anything to do it doesn't have to have anything to do with the industry you're going into Mm -hmm. it can just be a personal brand that serves to showcase your talents in action like all of that is still showcasing what you're capable of. It doesn't have to be so spot on. Mine is, but it doesn't right. have to be. Um, right. Okay. So then once you've kind of niched down, you have to create an identity. So think of yourself as a brand, personal branding, make a mood board on your personal brand, a why statement, like, why are you doing this? A value proposition. What value are you add- adding? Like you are the product here. So thinking about those things that you think about when you're building a business, but applying them to like kind of yourself. So Mm -hmm. once you've niched down and you've got all of the why you've got like the what's behind everything, it's time to actually like create content based on your niche. So this is where like social media comes in and my program is based on social media. So everything revolves around socials. Right. Um, But we learned this formula for creating like content pillars. um, And it is it's content bucket plus content type plus point of view. So this took me the longest time to grasp in my brain. <laughs> I just like could not figure it out. But mm-hmm. the content bucket is something like inspirational, motivational, informational, um, those all like AL words. Um, the content type is like, is it a photo? Is it a graphic? Is it a photographic? Mm-hmm. Is it, mm-hmm. you know, a, you know whatever other kind of a video is it a reel is it a whatever right um is it a tweet you know Mm -hmm. and then the Mm -hmm. point of view is what makes it unique so an example of this would be like informational plus photographics plus the point of view would be like um with you know bright family photos or with local recipes or with you know, it's, it's whatever that specific thing is that makes it specific to your brand. So like for Alexis, it would be like inspirational reels or videos, um, like with colorful, bright, um, white rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. Worded better than that. Yeah. But that would kind of be how that works. Yeah. So then you're coming up with like a, uh, it's called like hub content. So your hub mm. content is like your content pillars. So your hubs would be like, you know, you pick three hubs that are like, that's your consistent content. And then you have like, um, hygiene content, which is like 
National Picnic Day, Easter. Okay, yeah, um, right. You know, National Organization Day, um, right. National Candle Day. You know, that's like your stuff that's more sporadic or like if you have a launch, mm. you have a sale, you have a whatever. It's your birthday, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So you have your hub content and then you have your hygiene content. Now that goes for branding, for personal branding and corporate branding. Um, mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. But these, um, these, this like formula gives you kind of a direction and gives everybody who would ever be working on your brand, if it's corporate or just like yourself, a direction to go in when you're making these things so that everything stays consistent. All of the stuff Mm -hmm. in this class was about like consistently communicating your brand, whether it's personal or professional um, or corporate on social media. So Mm -hmm. after you've come up with your formula, you need to figure out what platforms make sense for you, both social and non-social. We talked mostly about socials, obviously, but are you going to have a newsletter? Are you going to have a blog? Mm. Are you going to have a website? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? What social media are you going to be on? If you make no video content, don't be on YouTube. If you, (laughs) you know, not all brands work for Twitter. If you're not like quippy and, you know, all that. And also like maybe like who, who's your audience and where are they going to go? Exactly. So just making the platforms make sense for you and your brand is really important. So then you get to the idea of monetizing your personal brand. Now we talk a lot about not monetizing everything here and that's very true. But when you say monetize, it doesn't always mean like be an influencer who gets branded, whatever. Right. So some examples of, um, of how to monetize your personal brand that we talked about are advertising income. Are you going to advertise on your blog? That would be like a branded partnership, you know, something like that. Affiliate marketing. So that's like an affiliate Mm -hmm. link. Are you going to host events? Are you going to have workshops? Are Mm -hmm. you going to have a membership program, a Patreon? Um, Do you offer services? Are you selling products? Are you going to have like things people can download? Are you going to have partnerships with brands or are, is this going to lead to career opportunities for you? I was going to say, yeah. So it doesn't always have to be like a post for money. Um, and like, right. for example, say that you are, um, you know, a cooking, like your personal brand is that you love to cook and come up with the recipes, but you really don't want to like be sponsored by place. Like that's not your drive. That's not your jam. Mm-hmm. You can host workshops, like a local, like yeah, get p- people locally, um, get them to pay for a ticket and you teach them how to do something, you know, do a new recipe or something. We are going to take a quick break to hear from this week's sponsor. Have you been told that you can make money in your sleep only to realize that it's actually an insane amount of work? Taylor Brands helps that. With its AI-powered platform, you can get your side hustle a logo, website, professional domain name, designs for social media, and even an LLC if you want to go completely legit. It's all just a few clicks away and can be done in one day. If you're anything like Katie and I, you're probably sick and tired of hearing all the hacks for starting a business that don't actually work. And that's why we love Taylor Brands. Whatever your idea is, you can make it look completely legit and actually start selling right through the Taylor Brands platform. And you can even get your LLC just by filling out a 10-minute form. And we got you a discount code. Love it. It is Aesthetic40. Just go to taylorbrands.com and use code Aesthetic40. That is A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C 40 at taylorbrands.com using code Aesthetic40 for 40% off. Um, Right. So it's kind of what makes sense for you and what you want to do. But at the very least, if you're not monetizing it, like most of the people in my class, um, in this blog post said like career opportunities. So that's very valid too. Um, 
But yeah, overall, obviously we learned a whole lot more than that about the personal branding side of it. Um, and if you guys have any questions about personal branding, I'm happy to help, but I know I've just heard a lot of people actually had somebody, um, reach out to me about social media management and they were talking about how they have a personal brand and they just can't figure out how to like niche it down. Cause they have so many things that they're so hard. involved in. And like, you know, I think it was like an actor and a whatever, um, and just knowing that you don't have to showcase every single thing, cause that's literally impossible, but yeah. you know, because you're living your life, everything in your life kind of ingrains itself. You just have to give people something to like expect. Um, and that's how you stay right. like, on brand because we always talk about on brand for businesses, but it's important to stay on brand personally as well. And all of this, like I said, just showcases that you can do it, um, to a future employer or to clients or to whoever is like, totally going to give you money. Um, yeah, honestly, from, from my perspective, I mean, I've heard about all this stuff from Katie or the majority of the stuff from Katie as she's been through this class. But I think for me, I, I mean, if you guys follow my account, um, you've probably noticed that I'm posting a lot more than I have in the past, um, few months. Um, and that's, it's not hundred percent to do with job stuff, but I, I genuinely am just like more excited about my personal brand and like where I can see my Instagram going in the future. But it is also to do with the fact that I'm graduating in four months and that I will be starting to look at new job opportunities. And yes, of course, as I said earlier, the podcast is a great, um, you know, resume Mm -hmm. uh, and portfolio builder. But I think that my personal brand is super important for a job like the one that I'm trying to, or the field that I'm trying to get into. But I also think that like Katie has said, my, I mean, this is specific to my page, but like my page is showing that I have design abilities to an extent mm-hmm. that I um, am productive at times, organized at times, um, and like really just adds so many different layers that I think that a, a written portfolio or, or visual portfolio or a, um, resume that you hand to someone exactly is like only it goes only so far whereas having something like social media they can really like if they want to they can find stuff from like 24 no exactly that's like whenever I'm on dating apps and like boys figure out about like my business or the podcast I'm like I'm not going to give you the information because you can figure out so much about me it's not fair because I can't figure that stuff out about you um Mm -hmm. but it's really just like it's a really unique thing that we have now that they that people didn't have like 20 years ago is the opportunity Mm -hmm. to really showcase yourself that way and it's just a great way to stand out but moving on to corporate branding again my entire program is about social media so this is like essentially a rundown of like, if you were the brand manager or like the social media manager of a brand, what Mm -hmm. should you know before you start posting to make sure that like everything's on brand? So obviously anything in marketing starts with a SWOT analysis, which if you don't know, that's a strength. Love good SWOT analysis. Strengths. Oh my God. Strengths. 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 Weaknesses. (laughs) Yeah. Weaknesses, (laughs) opportunities, and threats. Um, Mm -hmm. If you don't know the specifics of that, I definitely recommend Googling it because I could sit here and tell you, but I bet there's so much on Google. Oh, there is so much. SWOT analysis is like very, very basic marketing. So Mm -hmm. doing that kind of, um, a lot of the focus when you're talking about corporate things is on competitors. Um, just because that's how the market works and just making sure that you are offering something unique. So that's going to kind of start you off to get you started thinking about like what unique value do we provide? Mm -hmm. So then you need to develop your target audience. Um, 
we did this a number of ways. Um, but we had like specific worksheets to talk about our target audience, but for some, um, background, we got to choose like a, a client for this and the client hadn't like, we weren't actually working with the client. It was just fake, but mm-hmm. I chose like the local, local farmers market in Baton Rouge. Um, so your target audience development, it's like thinking about things like demographics, psychographics. So how old are they? What's their household mm-hmm. income? How many kids do they have? What are their hobbies? We've talked mm-hmm. about this plenty of times on the podcast before, but yeah. this is definitely an important step. Um, and then getting more, um, kind of like specific, this is one of the biggest things that we did. So a brand vision architecture. So this kind of gives you that overall goal of your brand. Like, what are you actually trying to communicate? What are you actually trying to get people to do? What do you actually Mm. want out of your posting on social? So it's not just aimless. So you start off with the brand idea. So what are your, like, what do you want people to think of when they see or engage with your brand? Um, I just lost my entire train of thought. Um, (laughs) So then you're going into category insights. So this is kind of about your category of the industry. So how do customers feel currently? What Mm -hmm. is the category currently like? What do competitors lack? What do they offer? What is the current state of the category? Then you go into your specific brand. So how is your brand changing that category? Um, What is the purpose of your brand? Um, what is the tonality of your brand? Then product equity. Um, this is kind of like a, not a kitschy term, but like a, an industry term. Um, mm-hmm. so like what value does your product offer? And you're kind of listing like keywords here, all of these things with the brand vision architecture. Um, this again was like a worksheet, but mm-hmm. it, it's supposed to be really like quick, concise, easy to read. My professor was like, if you write me paragraphs, like, uh, no. Like that's not the point of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then enemy, what prevents a purchase? So you're going through, like I said, your purpose, why does your brand exist? What is it doing right. for your customers, your tonality, right. what, like what feelings are associated with your brand, your product equi- equity, what value do you offer? And then your enemy, why are people not purchasing? Right. Then you're going into your audience, which is, so I guess you're kind of moving from like, how's the market currently? How are you going to break that up? And then your audience, you're talking specifically about the people that you're speaking to. So what do your customers want? Like, what are they missing? How do they feel right now? What is the need that you're meeting for them? Uh, their pain point is a commonly used phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, how are they going to feel after trying your product? Um, what changes is it going to make for them? You know, so we used an example in class. It was like orange theory. So like after they're going to feel mm-hmm. really invigorated, they're going to feel excited to exercise. Energized. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you, this is also where you talk about your core demographic. Um, just another little part of the. This all like, cause obviously this is like a social media degree. So this is looking at it in the, this, the lens of social media, but this is so similar to what I've been learning at SCAD and like yeah. more on the like business side that this, and this is something that I think Katie and I <laughs> were very guilty of not doing in 2020 um, of like thinking of um, what does our, I mean, I guess, I guess we did to an extent, but like, I think a lot of people and I'm, I'm completely calling myself out. So don't get offended, please. Um, but I think a lot of us think like, oh, this would be cute. Let me throw it up on Etsy and then like get upset when it doesn't have like as much, um, 
traction as you would like. So I think like really thinking about who are you targeting? What is like, put yourself literally in their shoes and think about what is, what are their struggles? What are their problems that they go through on like a daily basis? And that might literally be like, wow, I really want a pink shirt. I don't have a pink shirt. Like that could be their problem. It doesn't need to be like, wow, I, my fish is dying. Like it doesn't need to be like that. Yeah. 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 Um, and then the final thing for this is your brand ambition. So what does your brand want to accomplish? And Mm -hmm. when you're thinking corporate branding, you really want this to be something that every single person on the creative team can go back to so that everyone's aligned and obviously keeps Mm -hmm. everything consistent. Um, and so that's kind of the end of the brand vision architecture. And then to get more specific with things, obviously I talked about the content. So that is the same for personal and professional. Obviously it's going to be like different, but it's the same like hub themes and all those ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, we also learned about something called the GOST strategy. So it's G-O-S-T, it's goal, objective, strategy, and tactics. So this is mm-hmm. like, if you have, this is when you're coming up with your social media goals. So let's say your goal or your business goals. So let's say your business goal is to um, increase your brand's awareness. So it's to increase Red Stick Farmers Market's brand awareness. The objective is uh, get 25% more attendees at the farmer's market in the, you know, within the next three months, the strategy Mm -hmm. is how are you going to do that? I'm going to share, um, testimonials from regulars on social media, highlight vendors of the week and share weekly grocery lists, um, like grocery lists for the farmer's market to inspire people, um, as well as recipes as like with what they can do with those, the things they pick up. Mm -hmm. Tactics is going to be like specific posts, Um, right. So strategy and tactics gets a little intertwined. Um, so I guess technically strategy would be more like I'm going to, or like, we will highlight the experience of the farmer's market and, um, make sure people know like what to come, what to expect when they come. So then the tactics would be creating posts about this posts about this posts about this, um, and like sharing things about this. So that's kind of getting more specific into the goals. Um, and yeah. So my final for this section, we actually had two finals for this class. We had a final for the personal brand, which is our website. And then the final for mm-hmm. the corporate branding section, which is a social media style guide. So bringing kind of everything together into a style guide, that is really every big brand has these and every brand, even regardless of size should have this. Right. Um, there's obviously such thing as like a brand guidelines packet, but then social media is a little different. It includes different things like what platform should you be on? How often should you post? Right. Um, right. It has like, would, would that include like temp, would that include like templates? Yes. So use? yeah. Okay. So mine included, like, honestly, I could probably pull it up and walk through exactly what it included. Let me see if I can find it. Um, it's, I, my computer, I was telling Alexis, I always have way too many things open. So like, it literally is never <laughs> ready. Yeah. Kitty's insert like browser gives me so much anxiety. It is so bad. Um, okay. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull this up. Oh, don't worry. Where is it? <laughs> Social media style. Sorry, audio listeners. You're going to have to fast forward one minute. Oh, uh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. So it included um, a little bit about like a little about me section and a mission, as well as the links to each social media account, information on the target audience, and then the brand archetype. So you can actually Google brand archetypes, but it's like a description of, there's like, 
seven to 10 or something. Um, and so for this one, it's the regular guy or gal. Um, and it has like goals, traits, drawbacks, and marketing niche for each of them. Um, this is like mm-hmm. a pretty commonly used thing. So you can just Google it to see, but it's nice to give kind of like it personifies your brand a little. And on that same vein, we chose like a persona that was like a celebrity. Um, mm-hmm. so I chose Reese Witherspoon for the farmer's market and like the keywords I use were wholesome down to earth, family oriented reader, loves to host, loves nature. Um, love for we, <laughs> then we did post frequency then we did brand voice. So this is talking about, um, how your messaging is. So for me, I said, red stick farmer's market is casual, welcoming, and optimistic. We're focused on our community and speak highly of Louisiana and the community around us. We're fresh, organic, and sustainable. We use a welcoming and positive tone to come across as cheery. Um, and then we have frequently used hashtags as well as emojis. Um, then we have visual guidelines. So this is where those hub themes come in. So we have, so like for me, I have introduction plus photos with action shots of vendors. Um, and so I said for these posts, like we give a little blurb of like what it should look like. So I said for these posts, we'll stick to the white wood texture. All headers should be in this font and subheads should be in this font. All photos mm-hmm. should be bright and natural and not overly edited. And so then you can stick some photos in of templates. I did this for all three of my hub content. And then I did three examples of hygiene content. Then I have profile photo guidelines and then I have rules for engagement. So, um, this is talking about if somebody leaves a negative comment, what do you do? So for me, I said, respond to the comment and direct the commenter to our DMS or email. If further commenting occurs, ask for the commenters email so we can email them to handle the issue. And then in case of engagement from competitors, respond to the comment with a positive tone and like the comment. Mm -hmm. And then if uh, guidelines for reposting. So if we repost someone's photo, tag them in the caption and on the photo. So obviously there's a lot more that could go into that, but that's what we did for my specific class. Um, And kind of like the important things for social media. And like I said, the purpose of this is anybody can go to that and they will. And refer to that. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to immediately understand how your brand should come across on social media. So I just talked a lot, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah, of course, if you guys have any further questions of things that I've learned in that class, I'm happy to answer them. Um, And I realized I completely forgot to say, I am at the university of Florida and my program is a master's in mass communications (laughs) with a social media specialization. If you're interested, Um, if you ever have any questions about my program, please reach out. I was thinking the other day I would have died died to have somebody in my program to ask questions to before I applied. And I didn't, I'm glad that I did because I love my program, but me and Alexis, both you're welcome to ask us about yeah. specific programs. If you're Send me a DM. So I love SCAD. I always want an opportunity to talk about SCAD. Yes. Anyway, I'm like running out of breath. I guess should we <laughs> go to random questions now? <laughs> sure. Well, I just, I think I want to say before we move on topics, I, I think that social media in general gets kind of like, I don't want to say dumbed down because that sounds really negative, but I think that the perception, of course, we've talked about this on the podcast, like a lot of the people listening to this podcast probably aren't going to feel that way. But I think um, the a large percentage of the population doesn't understand how impactful and important social media is and that a lot more goes into it than just, oh, let me just post something cute. Yeah. Um, and that's like, I think people are finally learning like, I've talked about this before with a lot of people, but like, that's why you should really hire somebody who knows what they're doing rather than just somebody because social media is interesting because it's really public. Obviously everyone can create a social media page, but Mm -hmm. listening to all of this, like 
and like I'm taking multiple, multiple, multiple more classes, like there's a lot that goes into it that really makes it actually work rather than just exist. There's a difference between social media, like having a social media account for your brand that's posting and having one that has strategy behind it that like is really good and like is really effective and it's going to like actually give you results. So, right. Like I want to refer to, I, I was thinking when you were talking about goals, um, and like objective, objective and everything. And I, I love that for social. I think that that's just an important thing to think like before you're posting anything, whether that's to your own, um, like personal branded account, if you have like, if it's your personal account, post whatever the hell you want, but, yeah, exactly. um, yeah, but like, if you have a, a personal brand or a business, I think it's important to think like, what is this serving? But I was, I was kind of laughing to myself thinking about like Wendy's Twitter, like that's not actually like, they're not like, I mean, sometimes they are, but in their funny posts, they're not like, Hey, here's a new burger. Come yeah. try it. Like their posts, they're like responding to like other accounts. And like mm-hmm. that gives this like perception of, um, relatability and like exactly being funny and like in on the joke and makes people have a better perception of Wendy's, which is the yeah. goal. So like, yeah. So their goal would be like to humanize their brand and, um, yeah like kind of set themselves apart from competitors and then their tactic going all the way down their tactic would be like respond to tweets in a sarcastic way same thing with like duolingo yeah like duolingo on tiktok like their goal is obviously their large goal is to get more people using the app their strategy their strategy is to become a character on tiktok and you know then their tactic would be like have funny you know um have funny videos comments trends, you know, yeah. yeah so anyway um I guess we should get into random questions these are kind of spring related well sort of um because sort of. we're really feeling the spring vibes but the first one is what is your favorite outdoor activity Alexis you can start <laughs> I was jerking with Katie I was like going back inside <laughs> um but that's not true that's just how I feel right now because I literally don't leave ever yeah. Um, except to the, go to the gym or the grocery store. Um, my favorite spring activity would be at my mom's house, um, in basically the woods sitting out on the porch and watching, they have like two hummingbird feeders. Mm-hmm. I'm not really a, I'm not really a bird girly, but I like watching the, it's just like a nice little sound. And like, um, my mom is obsessed with planting, like so many flowers and we have like flower mm-hmm. boxes and stuff. It's just a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I like going there and just like sitting out on the porch, talking to my mom. I know that's not really an activity, but yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, mine is probably my favorite outdoor activity of all time is being on the boat. Um, I grew mm-hmm. up with like mm-hmm. my family having a lake house. So that's a pretty common thing, like in Louisiana, cause there's four bajillion right. thousand million lakes near us. Um, Mm -hmm. so I love being on the boat. I love anything on the water. Um, but especially like being on the boat and just like, it's just unlike anything else. Um, but recently I've really been loving walking through, um, especially around like the LSU lakes. Um, Mm -hmm. they're these like, we just have like these big lakes in the middle of town. Um, Mm -hmm. they're like near LSU as you may be able to guess. Um, but it's nice to walk her there instead of just around my neighborhood because we only right. have like it's the same you that I walk around every single day so it's nice right to switch it up. but yeah okay and then the last question of the whole episode ever is what is your happy place you can go ahead okay um 
this is interesting because my answers have definitely changed over time, but mm-hmm. currently my apartment. Really? Like that's just where I feel like the most at peace. I love vacation and everything. Like I love going to new places and stuff, but, and of course it's, you know, I couldn't just stay in my apartment forever, but I definitely have like a living situation that I'm really like happy with and like feels very yeah. peaceful. So what about you? Yeah. Um, I want to say, well, I always can say, uh, uh, Springley in Zurich. That's where that's literally my coordinate tattoo, um, is my favorite bakery in Zurich. That's definitely my happy place sitting out. Um, they have like little tiny, like circle, uh, tables that have like two seats. Um, and my mom and I would sit and watch people go by and have a macaron. (sighs) can't wait um but yeah that would probably be my happy place and then I guess I kind of already answered that in the first question yeah my mom's house in the spring yeah um, would probably be my happy place but also my apartment except it's been I have I literally have my Christmas tree right next to me I want to die like go away like I don't have a place for it yeah but but my dad's coming home uh literally tonight so I think I'm gonna be like dad take my Christmas tree. I have recently yeah. found out that I have an attic. I'm like, Oh, Papa. I go into the attic. I'm kind of scared of that though. Anyway, attic girl, <laughs> attic vibes. Um, <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe to keep up with our weekly episodes. Oh, uh, follow us on TikTok at check your aesthetic and over on Instagram at check your aesthetic podcast and our personal accounts, which are, Katie Creative Co. and Alexis Adams Aldrich. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.